Hey, welcome back to Thrive Podcast, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Justin Bourgeois. And this week, we have a special episode because I'm doing another one of my uh, solo episodes. So for those of you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a while, when I first started out, I was just doing solo episodes. Um, Then I realized that I was meeting a whole bunch of cool people and there were so many interesting people within uh, just the Ottawa community that had amazing stories to share. And I went on a streak of interviewing amazing people and learning so much about life and success and fulfillment through those conversations. So next week, I'll be doing another solo episode. And that solo episode will be all about what I've learned from the conversations that I've had on this podcast. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited for that episode. As for this week, I thought it would be a good idea to combine all of the kind of time management Procrast- getting over procrastination and productivity tips into one episode because I've noticed online that there are so many videos and articles and blogs all about productivity tips. And there are people that literally build Instagram pages and TikToks on productivity. And what I started to notice was that I think we're missing the bigger picture here. And I want to free you all from the time of going through these productivity accounts as I did because. I think the biggest thing that we must understand when it comes to time management is it's not about maximizing every second of every day. It's not about finding all the productivity tips or learning the science behind procrastination. I think these are all good to get clicks when it comes to a YouTube video or when it comes to the the social media sphere because it promises people a quick and easy fix to take control of their time in their lives. So what I wanted to do was finish this for once and for all, all the information that we all need to know. And this will be an episode I'll re-listen to whenever I feel like I'm maybe not being as um, wise with my time as I should be. So I wanted to make this episode for you all, also for me, so I can re- revisit it whenever I whenever I need. So, so I, I dove a little deeper and stumbled upon an old book called How to Get Control of Your Time and Your Life. And it's a funny story, actually, how I acquired this book. Uh, back three or four years ago when I was diamond drilling in remote locations, I was in northern Saskatchewan um, at a, an exploration site called Wheeler River. So uh, Dennis and Mines owns that property and we were just out there at a camp exploring with the diamond drills, seeing uh, you know how much uranium there was. And I remember being at the camp one night and noticing that there was a little bookshelf and there were some books on there. And me being the type of person that was always interested in personal development and growth, there was only one book that actually had that wasn't um, a novel or that, that had some type of valuable information that I thought I could apply to my life. So I took that little book and um, it was around 150 pages, very small book. It didn't look like much. It was old and I hadn't read it for years. It was just sitting in my house. And then when I sat down to read it around a year ago, I really fell in love with the way that Alan Lakin describes how to manage your time because What he says is it's not about maximizing every second of the day. It's not about accomplishing a million tasks and the more tasks you can accomplish, the the better your day was. It's literally at the fundamental level, time management comes down to deciding what you want to spend your time on. That's all it is. So he describes the difference between being efficient and being effective. And essentially, an efficient person can complete a task without wasting any time or effort. And that's pretty much what most people focus on. And that's what I want to hopefully that uh, demonstrate to you all that it should be the opposite. That's not what we should focus on. What we should focus on is being an effective person, 
because an effective person completes the most important tasks. This is what actually matters. So essentially, it comes down to choosing what to spend your time on. And Alan has this nice uh, formula, and he has three questions that he wants you to ask yourself before planning your day. You don't have to answer them every day. You can answer them every week, every month, whatever you want, but you should have them visible while you plan your day. And these three questions are, one, what are your lifetime goals? Two, how would you like to spend the next three years? And three, if you knew today you would get struck by lightning in six months, how would you live until then? Until then, Having these three questions answered and visible while you're planning your day really puts things into perspective. Should you be spending time working on a business? Should you be spending time with family? Should you be spending your day-to-day relaxing? It puts everything into focus so you can actually make wise decisions that are leading you towards the life that you actually want to live. And what happens if we don't have proper control of our time, we end up just succumbing to the societal norms and spending way too much time on social media, watching way too much television. But when you have this every day, and you guys all know I'm a big fan of journaling, and if you don't want to journal, that's fine. I'd say this would be like the the perfect starting point. You journal once and it can last you months until your goals change or until what you want out of your life changes. You can just use these three questions as prompts to plan your day. So the next thing is writing an effective to-do list. Okay, so now that you've asked yourself these questions, you actually have a fresh perspective on what's important to you and how you should spend your time. Now let's write an, an effective to-do list. Remember, not an efficient to-do list, an effective to-do list, doing the important tasks. Um, as Benjamin Franklin said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So to accomplish everything you want to accomplish in a day, it would be wise to have a to-do list. Most successful people have to-do lists, guys. It's it, A good analogy that I like to use that I've read is you can go to the grocery store without a list, but if you go to the grocery store with your list, the odds are you won't forget anything and you won't have that extra pressure, that extra little stress or anxiety in your head that you have to remember everything and that you uh, you may be forgetting something. It just adds calmness and it adds peace of mind knowing this is what I need and I know it and if I get this, I'm good at 100%, I know it. Um, it also allows your mind throughout the day to focus on the task at hand because you know you have your list written down somewhere. You don't have to remember it. So it frees your mind up. When it comes to writing this to-do list, Alan recommends that you prioritize with A, B, and C. So A should represent the most important things that need to be done every day. And then B are the things that are a little bit less important. And then C are the last things on the list that you should accomplish. And what happens, why this is so important, and I've noticed this with my own life, what happens is we write a to-do list and we tend to want to knock off the easiest things first. So even if it's uh, of a lower priority, so something like maybe cleaning the desk, cleaning your desk, or um, going for a car wash, those should be C's on the list of priorities, right? And so how you actually list this is like A, A1, A2, A3, and then B, B1, B2, B3, and then C, C1, C2, C3. So if car wash is like a C1, most of us, I would imagine, would want to eliminate that off the to-do list because it's so easy to do. Even though it takes 30 minutes out of your day to drive to a car wash, whatever, go do it, or to clean the, de- the your, your desk, or to dust the home. Those typically are C's, and so they don't need to be done that day, and what happens is it ends up clogging up our to-do list, and we do those over the A's. Now, if you want, and this has helped me a lot, if you want more 
peace within your life and you, you, if you're the type of person so there are two type of people the over planner the person that always feels like they have no time and there's just so much to do and then there's the person that doesn't plan at all the over planner ends up being a little bit more anxious or a little bit more uh, wound up because they see the list and they see everything they have to do and the under planner tends to just get less done right so you want to lie somewhere in the middle and how do you how you do that is to organize with a b's and c's now the thing you'll notice over time is that you don't even need to do the C's. You don't need to plan to go for a car wash. It'll just happen within your, your day. It doesn't need to be on a to-do list. You don't. There are so many things that we think we need to put on the list that we really just don't. And so the trick of the, writing this to-do list is to focus on the A's and on your A1 and A2, the two most important tasks. I'm sure you've heard of the 80-20 rule before. The 80-20 rule states that 80% of the value comes from completing 20% of the items or the tasks on your list. And this can be really freeing. So if you had 10 items on your list, 80% of the satisfaction of your day will come from just completing the top two items. So that's pretty cool. You don't need to do all that much in a day. Just do the, the two most important things in, in the day and you've had a successful day and you've beat out. And here's the thing, you've been more productive than 99% of everyone else because most other people are just going to do the easiest tasks, the C, the C1, the C2, the C3. So hopefully that crushes the, the first thing here. So, so number one is choosing effectiveness over efficiency. Number two is writing an effective to-do list and ordering your, your to-do list with A1, A2, A3 and remembering the 80-20 rule. Now, taking control of your time starts with planning so we're going to focus uh the third step is going to be about scheduling and what you want to do ideally is schedule horizontal time blocks within your week so this is super simple um i know i don't consistently go to the gym if i don't have a specific time blocked off every day that is basically like horizontally so let's say like uh, 6 to seven thirty in the morning i go to the gym the good thing about horizontal time blocking is after a while, you don't need to schedule for those activities anymore. After a while, it becomes a habit. So it declutters the mind even more. So you don't feel overwhelmed. So if you want to start working out, pick a horizontal time block and stick to that. And if there's a day where you don't feel like working out, well, you've just gained yourself a horizontal time block to do something else that's productive throughout your day. So let's say every day I go to the gym at 6.30 or at 6 to 7.30 one day I don't want to, perfect. I can read, I can knock off other things on my to-do list, I can free up more time, maybe I can spend time doing something else, go for a walk, whatever. So horizontal time blocks. Now we're going into, uh, so the, the main benefit of horizontal time blocks is that eventually it will become a habit and eventually you won't need to schedule. To, so freeing up your time and your mind even more. Now let's talk about overcoming procrastination. And I know this is a big one for so many people. Because when I search the internet, procrastination and how to overcome procrastination gets the most clicks and the most views. And it's a typical thing within our society. We've all done it. I know I sure have. Is we look for the quick fix, right? The 10-minute abs, the, the two-week cleanse diet that will rid you of 30 pounds, all those quick fixes. And the thing with procrastination is there is no quick fix. But there are some strategies that can allow us all to overcome procrastination. And I think overcoming procrastination at the fundamental level is having self-discipline. Because 
what ends up happening, we procrastinate the tasks, the A1s in our life, because those tasks are more complex, they're more daunting, and they, um, we encounter more resistance when we're trying to accomplish them. Just like me recording this podcast, right? It's a little bit more daunting. It's the most daunting task of my day because I'm speaking to a whole bunch of people. I don't want to mess up. So if I procrastinate and I don't start, well, then I spend my whole day thinking about this and it lingers in my mind. So what I've decided to do was record this podcast episode earlier on in the day. And the the most impactful thing that I've seen about procrastination is just take five minutes and start it. That's, that's, all, that's all it is. If you have the self-discipline or the, the awareness to just start the task that you don't want to do, tell yourself, you don't have to do it for an hour, just do it for five minutes. And what ends up happening is after five minutes, we tend to notice that the, ta- the task is not as difficult or as daunting as we once thought it was. Just like this podcast, I didn't want to, you know, I had a hard time getting the courage to record it. Once I started, now I'm having fun. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was. To end procrastination, use the five-minute rule. Take just five minutes, start on whatever it is that you don't want to do. And honestly, guys, um, I think if we were to do that with the hardest task we have every day, whatever you find is the hardest thing for you to do, whether that's going to the gym, whether it's reading, whether it's, I don't know, accomplishing some type of uh, thing for your business, Try and do it early on in the day so that you don't have that lingering stress and just tell yourself, all I have to do is five minutes. Another thing to combat procrastination is to slow down when you're about to make a decision that will push you away from accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish. So if I were trying to record this podcast and you know I get this impulse of, okay, I want to go make lunch or maybe I'll go out for lunch. It's about really slowing down and reestablishing, maybe even looking at those three prompts that we talked about earlier and reestablishing, okay, if I make that decision to go eat lunch, I'll be thinking about this all day and I'll just have to do it later regardless or, okay, let's take a couple of minutes and think about this. Maybe I just do it now, get it over with and then my day is freed. And honestly, guys, for me, this has been, I know I've said it a couple of times in this podcast, but it's been really freeing to know and understand time management. And I really do believe that this is all the time management information that I want to consume. And I think it's that if we're going to use the 80-20 rule with the amount of information we need on time management, I think this covers it. So however long this little episode is, I think it summarizes all we need to know about time management. It's not about maximizing every second of the day. It's actually choosing wisely what we want to spend our time on, whether that's more time with family, more time exercising, more time with nature more time working on a business, maybe more time at work. Well, hopefully it's less time at work, but prioritize, understand what you actually want to spend your time on. And then I'm just going to summarize everything we've learned here. So focus on being effective rather than worrying about efficiency. I think that allows us to declutter the mind a little bit when we're trying to do all these different tasks and do them as quickly as possible. Just pick a couple tasks out of your day, follow the 80-20 rule, Do those tasks and then don't worry about it. Relax, enjoy your life. Don't forget when you're writing your to-do list to actually rank them. I know it seems tedious and I stopped doing it for months and I'm going to restart because when I was doing it, I know that my day was much better with A1, A2, A3. And what ended up happening is I usually never even did after a while the B's and the C's. So then I stopped writing them on my list and my list got much smaller and I really figured out what I actually needed to do in my day. Number three is schedule horizontal time blocks throughout the week to create consistent habits. Number four, avoid procrastination 
by taking small steps and starting tasks immediately, enjoying the fact that you've made progress. That's it for the time management content. All right, now a little bit on the, the personal side. I want to bring you guys along on a journey on, um, that I'm going through now. So for those of you that don't know, September 13th, I'm moving from Ottawa, Ontario with my girlfriend to Melbourne, Australia. And one of the main reasons I'm doing, we're doing this is, yes, for a sense of adventure, but also I've noticed, so I got into teaching because I wanted to be a positive influence on young kids. I wanted to be a role model and I wanted to impact their lives. And I have had a, a wonderful time teaching. I love teaching. It's amazing. But then I started realizing, how can I have even more of an impact? And that's why I got into life coaching because I'm still learning and trying to implement these life coaching strategies in my own life, but I already see the value of learning these different things. And maybe someday I'll be able to um, create a course that go that gets taught in schools about this type of stuff. And so I'm moving to Australia and I really want to go full in, um, full time on life coaching. That's my goal. So if there's anyone listening that maybe has heard of life coaching or is like, what the heck is that? Or is thinking maybe I don't need a guru. It's definitely not about me professing that I know anything more than you do. It's honestly just having a conversation once a week. And I'm all I'm doing is trying to offer a different perspective and uncover the how your thoughts and your beliefs are affecting your behavior. So I'm trying I'm doing the work on myself right now. I have my own life coach. So if there's anyone um, listening that wants to test it out, uh, now's your chance because since I'm early in my career, I'm going to be doing it for free. I want to coach as many people as I can on any topic, guys. So if, if you're, you know, just trying to improve your relationships, if you maybe you're single and you, you want to attract someone, if you want better a better business, if you want to change careers, anything in your life, I don't proclaim to be an expert in any of these fields. And the beauty of life coaching is that I don't have to be an expert in those fields because you're going to be the one to figure out what it is that you need to do. I'm just going to use techniques like Socratic, Socratic questionings, um, ad- identifying your beliefs, and uh, we, we work on it together. So if that interests you, reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, um, and I'd love to hear from you and to help you achieve any goal that you want to achieve. So with that being said, I'll see you all next week. Have an excellent day.